please turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, and listen as I read uh, the first, first three verses. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant. My steadfast, sure love for David. Thus far the reading of God's Word. Let's pray together. God, we thank You so much um, that You come to us and feed us. You heal us. You satisfy us. And yet, God, so many times we run. We run after uh, things that can't actually bring lasting satisfaction. And so, God, as we come to You today to hear from You, we pray that You would fill us. Spirit be amongst us. Work in us now. Uh, we pray, be with uh, Pastor Rob and be with Nisa especially, Lord. Um, give her relief uh, from pain. Lord, give them wisdom. Uh, give them sweet rest. Provide for their needs, we pray. Lord, now we pray as we turn to You that You would give us humility, the humility without which we can't rightly discern Your words. Be with Your preacher. He's weak. Um, he's broken. He's sinful. Lord, I pray all the things that the preacher would say that would not point to You. God, You would just move those aside. And Jesus, meet us now, we pray. We need You. In Christ's name, Amen. You may be seated. I want to start out today by asking sort of a weird question. And... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this question and I'm just going to kind of leave it out there for us as we consider the topic of satisfaction. Um, let me ask this question. Uh, do you come to church today hungry? Are you hungry now? Now, some of you may not have eaten a good enough breakfast and you're like, yes, I'm physically hungry. Um, but we're talking about a different sort of hunger here. Just like when I get home and I'm hungry uh, for food, I go to the cabinet and pull out cookies. Um, or when I work out um, periodically uh, and I'm thirsty, I take a drink. Uh, the question is, are you hungry today? Today we're going to talk about this idea of hunger and satisfaction. Um, this idea that our hearts are constantly chasing after something that will make us feel like we can actually rest. That will make us feel like we can stop for a moment and take a breath. There was a time in my life where I loved photography. Um, and I can remember this uh, really distinctly. Uh, my wife... Ruth uh, bought me a camera, a digital camera, and it just came with a kit lens. It was basic, you know, digital camera, and I loved it. Um, I was out taking pictures of all sorts of stuff. I also loved to hike, 
And so I'd go out into the wilderness and I'd walk and I'd take pictures of all sorts of random stuff. And I thought to myself, man, this camera is so great. I don't need anything but this camera. Well, the camera had a removable lens, right? And so, um, so I wanted to take pictures of these flowers in a field, and I wanted to get right up close to them and take a certain type of picture. So what did I need? Right? I needed a different lens. So I bought the different lens, and I thought to myself, surely this lens will do it. Now I've got my, my kit lens, which is fine, and I've got this other lens, which is really good, and I won't need anything else. Until I wanted to take a picture of something that was far away. So then I had to buy another lens, right? And I, and I bought a, a zoom lens, one that could take pictures of a long ways away, but when I bought that, I realized that I have this funky shake in my hand. And no matter how much I would try to focus the camera, eventually the shake would come through. So what did I need? Well, surely at this point, if I'm going to take good pictures, and good pictures are what make me a good photographer, I need a tripod, right? So then I buy a tripod. Now I'm completely set up. My wife is like watching the dollar signs ring, right? Now I'm completely set up. I'm good to go. But you know, I like to hike. And it's hard to hike with three lenses, a camera, and a tripod when all you have is a little tiny bag that just really only fits your camera. So what did I need? I needed a backpack, right? And I needed a specific type of backpack that not only held my camera lenses, but also could hold all my maps. It could hold my tripod. It could hold everything I needed. And I got that, and I thought to myself, surely now, now I've got it. I'm set up. I'm ready to go. So I go out on a hike with a buddy of mine, uh, my friend, and my friend is also into photography where we're getting into this thing together, and we're out on the hike, and he says, Joel, check out my new camera. You see, instantly my heart was like, well, his camera is better than mine. <laughs> I need a new camera, surely now. Like, I can't keep taking pictures. With, it's, it's just not good enough. You see, ever since Adam and Eve in the garden, our hearts, our souls have hungered and thirsted for something to make us more. I mean, this is, this is exactly what... Eve and Adam did in the garden, right? They reached out and grabbed the fruit because they wanted to what? Be like God. And ever since then, we've been hungering and thirsting. We've been grasping to find fulfillment in the things of this world. We've tried to find satisfaction in the things that this world presents us. And the culture picks up right on this, right? I mean, let's just try this out, right? Uh, the Rolling Stones have a great song, I Can't Get No. Um, Snickers satisfies. Um, social media, right? We don't feel satisfied unless somebody likes our picture, unless they follow us, unless they retweet us. 
And if they don't do that, then what does that mean about us? You see, I used to work in youth ministry all the time, and it was fascinating to me to watch as people, as, as the youth in my youth group, they would post something and then they would sit there and pull up the phone over and over and over and over and over again to see how many likes they got and how quickly they got them so that they could feel like, oh, I'm important. I can rest. That is until they post again, right? Or someone else posts and they get more likes. So the question for us to consider today is, where do you go for satisfaction? Where do you go for satisfaction today? When you feel like your soul, when you feel like your soul can find no rest, what do you go to to find rest for your soul? Where do you grasp? What do you hold on to to find your satisfaction? Today I have one simple point. Um, It's a big point, and we're going to break it up into three smaller points because I'm a good Calvinist. Um, My big point is this. Because Christ, because Christ died for you, you can find satisfaction and rest in Him. Because Christ died for you, you can find satisfaction and rest in Him. We're going to look at this in three ways. Satisfaction sought, satisfaction found, and then come and be satisfied. Satisfaction sought, found, then come and be satisfied first. Satisfaction sought, running after that which can't bring true satisfaction. Uh, we see this in verse 2 of our text. If you look down and read the very first word of it, why? <laughs> why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which doesn't satisfy? Isaiah is asking a very particular question. He's saying, look, um, people of Israel, why do you chase after these things that aren't going aren't to actually fulfill the need that you're looking to have them fulfill? Israel in that time, in the time of Isaiah, was always chasing after things. The Bible uses a really sort of um, explicit kind of word for it. Um, it says, why, why are you always whoring yourself after these things? You're just giving yourself away. Foreign gods. Foreign armies. Foreign protection. Foreign women. You're giving yourself away over and over and over again. What are, you, what are you searching after? And for Israel, the answer was, was pretty plain. I mean, it's written all over Scripture. They're constantly searching for this feeling that God is with them and that they can actually rest, that they can stop, that they feel protected, they feel comforted. Isaiah points out to them this struggle. The struggle when we go to things other than Christ to find our satisfaction. He says, you're spending on things, your money on things other than bread and your labor on things that won't bring you satisfaction. 
It's not that bread is bad, right? Um, in fact, uh, things other than bread sometimes can be really good, can't they? Um, having a nice car, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, having a house, there's nothing wrong with that. Having clothes, nothing wrong with that. But what Isaiah is pinging in on is he's saying, when you buy those things, when you buy a car, a house, clothes, food, drink, when you search for satisfaction from those things, they'll never provide it for you. Why? Because they were never meant to provide it for you. They were never meant to satisfy you. You see, this happens so often in marriage. We look to our spouse for satisfaction. We look to our children for satisfaction. We look to them to make us feel like we're someone, like we've accomplished something. We look to our jobs, and we think to ourselves, if I can only get that promotion, if I can only get that raise, then I'll feel like I've accomplished something. We look to other people, to our friends, and we say, if only I can get this person to be my friend, then I've accomplished something. You see, this is something that speaks to me really deeply as a human being. Many of you know this about me, but I'm intensely busy all the time. There's a reason why I'm preaching this text today, because I'm, I mean, you guys just get to listen into a conversation that I'm having with God. Um, go to other things so that people affirm me. So that people say to me, Joel, you're valuable. You're worth something. But you know, those things, affirmation, friendship, marriage, are all good things. But the problem with them is when we take those good things and we make them into ultimate things, they become cruel taskmasters. How do I know this? Well, I'll tell you, as a guy who has, uh, who has written multiple books, I'm already thinking about the next one. As a person who has plenty of fine clothes, I'm always thinking about the next piece of clothing to buy. As someone who has a bank account that's just all right, I'm constantly worrying about where's the money going. I need to earn more. You see, that's the reality of these cruel taskmasters is as soon as you get them, they drive you with a whip back for more and for more and for more. I mean, kids, have you ever wanted something so badly, right? You thought it was going to like actually make you happy when you got it. Um, there's an old story. This is a story. My daughter's smiling because she knows exactly what I'm going to tell. Um, my daughter, when she was five, she's given me permission to say this story, so it's, it's okay. Um, when she was five or six, somewhere right around there, um, she wanted a baby alive. Do you guys know what a baby alive is? Have you ever seen baby alives? Yeah, okay. Those things are straight from the pit of Hades. Um, 
<laughs> they're, they're a thorn in my flesh, a tool of the devil. Um, uh, she wanted a baby alive so badly. And I can remember um, one Christmas we went to Target uh, and we were walking through the toy aisle in Target in Escondido and bam, baby alive. She looks at me, Dad, I want a baby alive. And I said, well, honey, you know, and not right now. Well, what she didn't know was there was a baby alive already wrapped for her in the house, right? Uh, not right now. No, Dad, I want a baby alive. I want that baby alive. No, sweetheart, um, I'm not going to get that for you right now. Dad, I want the baby alive, right? Instantaneous on the ground. I'm scooping her up, running out. <laughs> you know, that whole scene. Um, more embarrassed about what people think about me as a dad, but that's, that's an aside. Um, then I am concerned for my child's heart. Um, but that's an aside. Oh, that one was a freebie. Uh, then Christmas Day came, and she opened it up, and oh, baby alive. She gets it out of the box. She starts playing with it. You know, you feed it, you change its diapers, you do all of this kind of crazy stuff. It cries and cries <laughs> and cries. And Baby Alive was awfully sweet for about four or five days. And then Baby Alive went into the toy box. Then Baby Alive worked its way down to the middle of the toy box, then to the bottom of the toy box, and it still was crying. <laughs> you see, this funny story illustrates something, right? It illustrates the exact point that the things we go to that we think will bring us satisfaction and rest become a cruel taskmaster and even when we try to hide it at the bottom of the toy box, it just keeps crying, feed me, change me. I want more and more. So where do we go? Where do you go? Where do you go for satisfaction? What's that thing that you go to to satisfy your soul? How do you even find out what that is? Easy ways, easy ways. Three of them. One, look at your bank account. Two, look at your calendar. Three, look at the thing that you go to when you're on the verge of breaking down. Where do you go? What are you seeking for? Second point. Satisfaction found. Lasting satisfaction in Jesus. Look back down at the text. If verse 2 sets up the problem, verse 1 gives us the answer. Um, this word come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money or without price. Actually, that first word may be better, trans some of your translations may have this. This is like ho or hark. 
Look over here, not in the three amigos way, but look over here. Well, maybe it is in the three amigos way, like look up here. Um, Look, look to something. Come, everyone who thirsts, come. Come to the waters. I think it's beautiful that Isaiah uses the plural form of that. Come to the waters. It's this picture of flowing water. Living water, some might say. Water that doesn't stop. Come, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine, come buy milk. Without money, without price. You see, Isaiah's prescription is very, very simple. He says, come and eat of God. Come and eat of something. Drink of something that will actually provide your soul with what you so long for. Stop chasing after the things that will just drive you crazy and drive you into the ground. Come. Be satisfied. Now remember, this is a forward-looking prophecy. This is Isaiah speaking about something that hasn't actually happened yet. Speaking about Christ. You see, the reality is the answer, the wine, the milk, the water, the bread, Those things are Christ. They're Jesus. John 6. I am the bread of life. We read it every week. I'm the bread of life. I am the wine. The woman at the well, come. I'll give you water, living water, that'll never run out. Come. You see, for the believer here today, Jesus gives you this satisfaction. (laughs) That's the funny thing about it. Um, You have full access to the wine, to the bread, to the honey, to the milk, to the water. You have that now. And that's what makes it so wild, right? (laughs) So wild when we chase after these things. When we go after things that won't satisfy us, the beauty is Jesus says to us, oh, brother, sister. God the Father looks at us and He says, oh, child, I love you. Come to Me. You're so weary. I see you weary. Come to me. Come. You don't don't need to clean yourself up. You don't need to do anything. Come. Drink of the water that never runs out. 
Have the wine that satisfies your soul. For the unbeliever, the question is, how do you find satisfaction? How do you turn to God in this? Well, Isaiah 55 tells us it. Look down at your Bibles again, starting in verse 6. This is how how kind God is to you. He says, seek the Lord, seek me while I may be found. Call upon me while I'm near. Forsake your ways. Forsake your thoughts, the ways in which you use your mind to rationalize running after things that won't satisfy you. Forsake those things. Return to me, come to me, and I will have compassion on you. And I will abundantly pardon you. You see, the amazing thing about that is um, if you're here today and you're not a believer in Christ, you're not a a Christian, um, God looks to you and He doesn't say, stay away. (laughs) Stay away. I don't want you with me. I don't need you in my kingdom. I don't desire to have you. No, He looks at you and He says, come. Come to me. Come and find real satisfaction. Place your faith in me. Trust me. Trust me today with those broken parts of you that you don't let people know about and see. Trust me with those things and I'll have compassion on you. I'll love you in all of your brokenness. In all of your sinfulness, I'll pardon you. You see, the beauty of this is is there's nothing that you do in that. You look to God and then God does the rest for you. God comes and He pardons all of your sins. He feeds you. He allows you to rest. God is not like one of these uh, so-called things that bring you satisfaction. He's not a wicked taskmaster. He's not like your money. He's not like your retirement account. He's not like our political system. No, what He does is He says, come, come to Me. For the believer... The beauty is is that you, because of the work of Christ, you get to partake in this steadfast, sure covenant with David. You get to do what Isaiah says. You get to partake in God's everlasting love for you. Purchased for you on the cross. You see... When your satisfaction is rooted and grounded in the love for you of our covenant-keeping God, then even when you struggle, even when you turn to the sinful things that you fought with throughout your entire life, trying to find satisfaction, you can know that even in your unfaithfulness, God is faithful to you. 
And He is. Not because you're particularly good. He is because His Son was good in your place. His Son, Jesus Christ, was the one who says, I am the bread of life. Every time you come together and break this bread, remember, my body was broken for you. Come. Come. Every time this cup is poured out, remember, my blood was poured out for you. Come. Find satisfaction in me. So, last point. Come and be satisfied. How do we get this sort of satisfaction? How do we go about this? Well, first of all, we look to Christ. We look to Christ. Um, as we come in worship, we look to Christ. As we hear of Him week after week, we look to Him. We confess our sins to Him. We hear the words of absolution pronounced over us. We remember the beauty of Jesus, this naked, bloody, beaten man. We remember His beauty and His death and His resurrection. We're consistently reminded of that. A voice from outside of us tells us over and over and over again. We come and we find satisfaction in the Word preached. And then we come and we find satisfaction in the Lord's table as we're reminded. And once again, we partake of His body and His blood and are filled by the power of His Spirit. We come. So the question is, are you looking for satisfaction today? Are you here and you're hungry? Because Jesus has bought it all. Because He has secured it all. Because He has done it all. You can now find satisfaction. Come and be satisfied. But you see, the funny thing is this satisfaction isn't just for now. <laughs> um, it's for later too. Come and partake of the foretaste. The foretaste of the satisfaction that will come when we stand with Christ in glory and our hearts are so filled with joy that everything else just kind of falls away. Come and be satisfied. May the Lord make Resurrection Presbyterian Church a church that continues to point people to Christ as their only source of true satisfaction. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we look to You. We look to You. Um, where else can we go? Where else can we turn, God? You alone have the words of life. 
You alone are the living water. You alone are the bread of life. You alone are the one who had his blood spilt for the sins of your enemies. God, and so often we chase after so many different things. We run, we strive, we whore after all sorts of things. Whether it's success or it's money or it's a retirement fund or it's just trying to figure out some way to get through the day and using things like food or drugs or alcohol to get us there. We look to things like sex to try to fill an emptiness inside of us. And yet, God, we hear your words to us come. Come by wine, come by milk, come and find your satisfaction, find your rest. So Lord, we pray that you would turn our hearts to you now. That Lord, we might be satisfied in you. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.